In this lesson, we're going to look at a few characteristics of bond contracts, add-ons, so to speak, that can modify the terms. So the first one that we're going to look at is the callable term. So what we can think about is a typical bond contract starting now and having maturity date. Well, the callable feature allows the bond to be paid out in full, usually with a premium, before, the, before it matures, so before maturity. And this is a feature that is reserved for the issuing company, so the people who have essentially taken the loan, they want to pay it back early, and thereby avoiding having to pay any further coupons. So that's the callable feature. Similar to the callable feature, we have the retractable or what's known as the puttable feature. Now the puttable feature is similar to the callable feature in that it allows the bond to be redeemed prior to the maturity value or maturity date, but this is at the behest of the bond holder. So if you've loaned out your money, you can use this retractable feature to get paid back before the maturity uh, date happens. And again, similar to that, there are no further coupon payments. Within all of this as well, there is a, uh, before it matures, there's a third feature that may be added on here. And again, these can be done anywhere within the contract, whatever, whatever provisions we want. I'm just going to put it here for the sake of having somewhere to put it. And that is the convertible feature. And the convertible fe feature allows the issuer to issue shares in lieu of paying back debt. And that obviously has some very nice, uh, it's a very nice feature to have because you don't have to pay back the money you're owed. You can just give uh, the bondholder equity in the company. The last one is, again, it's a holder feature. It's something that's called an extendable feature. So it's sort of the, um, the reverse of the retractable feature. The extendable feature allows the bond holder to continue to delay getting the maturity value and continue to receive coupons. So there may be a number of different reasons why a bondholder would wish to do that. So those are a couple of the extra features that we have. Here we're going to look at three sort of bond classifications. So the first one is what we would consider to be a domestic bond. And a domestic bond would be something, in our case, issued in 
by a Canadian company in Canadian dollars. A foreign bond might come from somewhere else. So a foreign bond might be a company from somewhere else, but it's still issued in Canadian dollars. And the last one, don't get confused with it. It's called a euro bond. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's from a European company. So a euro bond, again, will be a company, could very well be a foreign company. So let's say a company from Mexico. Issuing bonds in Canada but they're issuing them in a foreign currency so something other than Canadian dollars. I guess we wouldn't necessarily put dollars there. And so we often associate these with being um, with being government bonds. It's mentioned in the government part of the textbook that really can come. The next we're going to look at corporate bonds really quickly. These are known as senior securities. This is simply because when if the company were to go to bankrupt, these bonds are unbacked. So we, we call these um, unbacked apps, assets debentures. That means there's nothing supporting them other than the company's financial health. So if they go out of business, you don't get a house or anything like that that they previously owned. Just their balance sheet tells you whether or not they're reliable. The reason we call them senior securities is that if we can think sort of is of an order of who gets paid first if a company goes into bankruptcy. And at the top of that scale are these senior securities holders. They're sometimes known as creditors. Then after that would be, be anybody who holds equity, and depending on the type of equity, uh, common shares or preferred shares, that would sort of set where they are on this. In fiscal strength, then, we have bond rating agencies, the Canadian Bond Rating Service and the Dominion Bond Rating Service. Now, this is what it's listed as in your textbook, since it is uh, more S&P now. And we just give these, you may have heard these AA+, it's no different than a report card. The higher you get, the better. The lower you get, the worse.